Welcome, everybody, to the Building Aaronsburg podcast. I'm Thomas Aaronsburg. And I'm Catherine Aaronsburg. You guys make sure to subscribe to our podcast. Give us five stars and tell all of your friends to listen to our podcast. Um, I'm sitting here guzzling water trying to get the the uh, stuffed French toast syrup out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> A little thick. My mom and dad came over this morning um, to for breakfast last weekend. As you guys know, if you listened to last week's episode, was a very tragic event celebrating my mom and dad's birthday. And so we had a bit of a redo this morning where my mom, it wasn't her birthday anymore. So I didn't feel bad about the fact that she was contributing heavily to the meal after church this morning. So I made bacon and eggs. She brought over her famous stuffed French toast, which is like maximum sugar levels. And now my voice sounds like heavy congealed it feels <laughs> a lot of congealing <laughs> it feels congealed so i'm trying to thin it out with some water but i don't think that's it's helping because i literally just ate another oh, before we came up yeah here. yeah so we had i don't know it's was it noon now 11 30 i don't know 11 o'clock okay we probably ate breakfast at eight something yeah so I had time. And then you took them for a Cushman ride. Yes. Which is what your mom missed last time. Yes. And I don't know that we've talked about the Cushman recently, or have we? I don't know. Anyway, um, the Cushman is this vintage uh, mini truck. If you've ever been to Italy, you've probably seen these mini trucks. And if you have paid attention to TikTok or Instagram, social media recently has really hit um, a... Because people send me videos all the time of people who have converted these mini trucks into Prosecco bars, um, you know, displays of yeah. some sort, all kinds of like coffee bars, like ba- basically like mobile businesses right. that have um, emerged. Because Which was the, kind of the reason you wanted it to begin with, right? I did, but I never wanted to do all of that with it because there's a pretty big buy-in and you're really locked in. I mean, if I make a Prosecco or a beer truck out of this thing, yeah, yeah. taking that out, I don't know. It's just a lot. I just thought it was kind of cute to to ride around in. And, like, if you want to use it to sell something, you could put the things on it and, like, use it as a display. But a lot of people are really building them out for the purpose of, like, they're selling it to wedding venues or Mm. baby showers or that type thing, which is a great idea. Um, It was just not an investment. And it's not my business. I mean, that would be like a a separate business to get into. Um, But I've been seeing them pop up all over the place on social media. So if you're familiar with that, then you know what ours looks like. But I would definitely say that ours is like a second rate (laughs) version. Yeah, well, I mean, ours is what a lot closer to the original uh, build of one of those, I would say. Like, it's there's nothing special about it. It's well, I painted it myself, whereas everybody else has a like a real paint job sure. on it, which is what I wanted, but I couldn't even get anybody to price it. Mm-hmm. And then one day, I went well, one day, uh, in January, I went up to market in Atlanta, and um, there was a guy up there selling something off of his, it was inside the inside the place. So it was inside this building and it was a um, Vespa. I don't know if they call it Ape or Ape. I'm sure it sounds, Ape sounds more Italian than Ape, but it's a Vespa Ape, which is a um, a mini truck. Like, mm-hmm. it's like a Vespa except for it's a, it's a mini truck. It right. fits in all the little uh, streets in Italy. And um, he was selling something off of it. I don't remember what it was, but he said he does that for a living. He buys re redoes and then sells those mm-hmm. and um i mean you're talking about like a sixty thousand dollar investment right i mean it's not cheap right so 
Catherine Ahrensburg was not prepared to get into that kind of investment when it came to a little vehicle that I wasn't 100% sure what I was. It was just a little funsies thing. Yeah. I mean, that thing came from us wanting a golf cart is what happened. Yeah. That's, well, and, then, and me thinking that I wanted to learn how to repair small engines. Yeah. Which lasted not long. <laughs> Before it came a real pain in the butt. But anyway, my parents love it. They love taking rides on it. And um, so every time there's any kind of event, like that's kind of one of the the uh, activities is a yeah. Cushman ride yeah. in our neighborhood. This thing is from 1962, we think. And it's not actually a Cushman. Yeah, we call it a Cushman. Think. That's details. It's actually a, probably a West Coaster. I don't know really what it is. It has a Cushman engine, but it's a West Coaster. Anyway, boring stuff. But point being, they got to come over, finally take their Cushman ride. They were ecstatic about that. No head injuries. No tripping over dogs. So, we made it. And now yep. now I keep eating the, the French toast <laughs> that's making my throat syrupy. And I didn't even add any syrup to it. I'm going to have to get... You did? Lots I'm going to have to syrup. ask her for the recipe. Just people keep asking me for the recipe. Yeah. It's I'm good not stuff. Sh- I'm not sure if she's going to give it's it out. It's a delicacy. After our roots, Chris, last night, too. Like, we were just eating real high right now. That's true. We're probably going to get gout. <laughs> the face you have of me right now. Runs in my Do you know family. how you get gout? Oh, yeah, it does. Family has you don't have, it's not run in your family. Your grandpa had gout. End of list. There's no, like, <laughs> long-standing family history. Genetic history no. of the gout. Yeah. So, we went to Roots, Chris, last night. Um, for all of those, of, for all of you who follow me on social media and know that I'm on a spending freeze, it sounds like we're suddenly living it up. Yeah, at but the we, roots, Chris. We had a gift card, as we do. We've yeah. got this stack. I don't know if this is true of other families, but gift cards are like we've got so many of them. All the kids get them for their birthdays. We you get them as like a teacher gifts a lot and yeah. uh, coaching gifts for extra activities that you do at school. They'll give you a gift card somewhere and. They just sit in a drawer. And so we decided that we were going to pull that, like, the kids don't care. Unless it's, like, a, a sporting goods store where they want to go buy, right. like, a bat or a ball. If it's to Chick-fil-A or if it's to um, Old Dutch, which is the ice cream shop here, they just, like, they want us to all use them together, basically. Right. They don't have this, well, of course, that goes back to this whole money thing. Like, they don't care about it. So, um, so we piled them all up and have them in the drawer by the back door and so we've started making concerted efforts to use the gift cards and the free like we had on the side of the refrigerator probably for a year a free cookie yeah, from McAllister's yeah. Deli and you guys were going somewhere near we were going to Costco I think which, which is, is in where the same McAllister's is I was yeah. like take these y'all go use them yeah. like this idea that we're saving them for something is just we're not we're never going to use it. So you just have to. Well, use and half it. the time you hold them so long they expire or they. Yes, which by the way is the whole thing with gift cards. Anyway, yeah. restaurants and in stores love a gift card because there's literally billions of dollars out there of unused gift cards right. because people lose them or they expire or all these different things, and the company already got the money, and right. so it's a great way to. Yep. To have money where you had to provide zero services and zero products. So anyway, we had this one, a, a, a contractor gave it to me at the end of the year, just as a thank you for, um, you know, working together and doing business together. And um, so we were like, you know what? 
good good a time as any to go and use this thing. Let's do a date night. Um, it had three hundred dollars on it though. Yeah, which like that's a pretty tremendous amount of money. Up. We, we tried, tried to live it up, and we could not live up to 300. We ordered three sides. We both had steaks. We both drank an alcoholic beverage. We really tried. We gave the guy a really good tip, and still. Still had some money on Still it. had some money left. So I might be able, you or I can go to lunch probably there yeah, one day. one person. The one person left. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we, uh, but the reason why we did that and went went to Ruth's Chris is because, or, we're, you know, even kind of planned that last night was because we had our 20th high school reunion and actually, it's not really our 20th. It's actually our 21st. Right. But COVID canceled the 20th year, so they pushed it back to this year. And um, anyway, I was all in last year. I was so excited about 20th. We had had a fifth, five, ten, and did they do? They didn't do 15. I don't remember. I, I never went to any of them. So we never went to any of them. We did five years and ten years, and I thought. Like five years, who cares? Like I'm still, I just graduated from college. Yeah, everybody. I got, everybody I got, either just graduated or maybe they're even still in school. Yeah. And of course, social media being what it was, I think we all felt like everybody kept up with everyone. Right. And then 10 years, I don't know why I didn't care to go to that one. I think I had a lot of babies and it was just, it was too much, you right. know? And I think that really was what it was because our kids were so little and all the activities tended to revolve around bars and like drinking establishments and there was no kid activities. It right. was like I was gonna have to get a babysitter for a whole weekend and it just wasn't yeah, wasn't worth it to right. me. Um and then twentieth, which was last year, I was like, We're doing this this time. Like I'm really excited about the the um the reunion. We haven't seen people, of course we see people through social media, but there's lots of people who are not on social media right. or don't happen to catch my algorithm for whatever reason I don't see them. And let's be honest, I don't, and I don't think you do either, spend a lot of time scrolling through Facebook to no, really see people. Not at all. So I was excited about it. Um, but since it got pushed a year, um, and specifically in the last few months, how much I've been in kind of drawback and really conserve mode, mm-hmm. the, the fee for the reunion was more than I felt like was a smart idea for us right now. Um, and so we didn't do that, but at the last minute, maybe like the few days before they said, well, we're going to do, we have a, um, a student in our class who became a priest. So he offered to say a mass before the reunion and then before the, um, the tour, the tour of the school, which we kind of laughed about the tour because you work there. Yeah. You could have led the tour yourself. Yeah, definitely. And honestly, after we were done, you're like, I wish I'd led that tour. Well, only because, um, I like there are things that pertain to our class that probably don't pertain to all classes. So, the two people that led the tour probably gave the tour for every reunion mm-hmm. class from however long ago. Like I know at the beginning of the summer the class is seventy two, which I helped make a video for them. Mm-hmm. They led the tour for that too. So, the things you know at, at that point McGill and Tulin were not even the same school. It's a boys' school and a girls' school, and they mm-hmm. were starting to combine them. So what would be relevant to their class would not be sure. the same as what's relevant to our class. And so they're just kind of going around giving like a generic tour. But so much has changed um, even since we've been there that... It's interesting you know, because... Kind of putting it into perspective from, from where things were when we were there versus where when the class of 72 was there. Sure. Which they're, I think they're giving the same tour regardless. Well, but they did make note of... They they had in their head when things were done after the people graduated. Right. So like so, the class of seventy two, most everything is different. Sure. Whereas our class, there's maybe only a few things that are different. Um, but 
I think I think they did a good job of that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, because I know this building was built in 2011, so that'd have been 10 years after y'all were here. You right. know. So yes. But I it, the thing with these alumni tours, as I was walking through thinking about it, it really seems as if. Um, it's a it's a great marketing opportunity that I'm not sure that they really I'd, took advantage of. I was going to ask you about that too. I was going to ask you um, what your feelings were about. Again, if I was if I was in charge of it, I would have hit I would have hit us up. You were dealing with the class. We all have kids who are about to go to high school yes. or already in high school. You would think our oldest is going to be in high school. Right, we've already chosen that high school for her. Sure, though, right, sure. But we have but other I would children. Say we were, we, we had kids were one early. of the first ones married. We were yes. the, one of the first ones that had kids. So, like, everybody else in our class is less than five years behind right. so us. So, you've got this cap, cap, what, cap, captive audience. Capt- <laughs> I was going to say captivative. You guys know I don't know words. But um, we have this captive audience of people yes. walking through the school. Why would you not hit them up? Hit them I know. With I, I was going to ask you about that, but I thought, well, maybe that's going to come off as too cheesy or pushy. I, or Well, you know me. I think marketing can be done in a million different ways. It doesn't sure. have to be pushy, but I mean, I certainly think that you could... Slip things in there. Yes. State-of-the-art this, state-of-the-art that. I know at one point, she sa- the one of the ladies said something like, um, whatever, maybe it was the merch store that we have now. Yeah. She was like, so they well, don't have anything. They don't on have us. anything on us. Comparing us to another school, right? In which our is area. our competition, essentially, right. as far as getting students in, um, and they know that. So why not? Kind of. I mean, that was obviously very blatant. Yes. And I mean, it's the merch store, though. But it, as far as people are concerned, how, why they're sending a kid to a school? I would hope it, and it pray would be that you would. Because of the merch store. Right. That you would start to talk about. Well, we Faith, have life, academics. All of technology, it. whatever it is that sets sports. you apart. I felt like you had that audience there that would have been. I agree. Perfect. To push, not put, you know what I mean? Just like put then the you little slip it in. seat. Yeah. You, go you, to, you, you go have to people the, who went there. Yeah. You're like, you're halfway there. Yeah. You're not even having to convince people who were like coming from out of town and have to choose between schools. Like these people right. went there and they, they're coming back for a reunion because they had pleasant memories. Like the people who are standing in front of you are the very people that you want to try to get their kids to come because it's the alum, right? right? The people who weren't happy with the school or felt uncomfortable or something happened or whatever, they're probably not at the 20-year reunion, right? you know? Like, you come back to to bring back those feelings of nostalgia and see people that you, and the familiarity and, you know, all these things. Anyway, I think we both agree on the subject. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I thought of it last night at some point. It was probably, like, as I'm falling asleep, I thought of it. And so, it, like, it wasn't a good time. Like, hey, what do you think about, <laughs> you know? But yeah, it was definitely something that kind of struck me. Like, you know, they never. Well, you work never there. Kind of hit us up. For, oh, I'm gonna go say so something to them. So it's certainly like, you. Something you. Now, I, there's two people that was that were doing the tour, which I thought was smart. You said they kind of split them because there's some that will kind of hang back. Yeah. For example, there was one girl that was in theater. We went into the theater, and she went behind the stage to go find right. where she had written her name on the wall. And she's like hanging back, and they were kind of waiting for her. Right. So they had two people. One for one the people that lead were it, to lead it, and one that was in the back, you know, pushing um, people along. Yeah, basically. yeah, which I thought was smart. Um, and of course, they're they're coming at it from two different angles. Um, one of the people was there when we were there, and he has re- since retired. He was an administrator there. He had worked previously as a teacher there. Mm-hmm. He'd been there since 1970. So like, he knew he tons. Of, he's history. a history person. Yes. That's big. His thing. Um, so his context, and he's not going to be a salesman for the school, I don't think. But I think he would be the perfect salesman for the school. You think in so? A way. Only because, like, I know this place from 
But he knows when it then. It he doesn't know it place. now. Sure. When what's new well, yeah, and yeah. what he's what the, been out. He's been out of the school. For yeah, he loves the five school. Five or six years. Yeah. So I think from that perspective, he's great. But I think the other person knows more about. And honestly, I didn't find her to be very knowledgeable about. Well, again, because so she works in our uh, advancement office, which is basically the people that handle donations, recruiting, all that kind of stuff. Um, Don't you think not, that someone like that should know what kind well, of? Well, I bet if you <laughs> asked her how many AP classes we offer here, she would know. You know, stuff like that that's, like, uh, standard in a brochure, memorized facts. She's also a graduate, like, 1980-something mm-hmm. graduate. Um, but, yeah, the... the anyway, the, I just feel like it was a missed day, opportunity. Yeah, I, Major I 100% missed opportunity. agree. In fact, there was one point where we stopped in the library, and, like, you see all those boxes? Those are all the iPads. Kids now have iPads instead of books. Like, you could have really hammered... yeah people with that yeah i mean like we are a one-to-one school that focuses on technology you know i mean you in this okay so a lot all of that being you said, said you have a class every single year coming in like you're this is the tour that should be given every single summer to yeah. the younger you're always going to have you know the 50-year graduates the 20-year i mean the you know for, however they do in 40 year whatever yeah. the numbers are 25 50 they probably start to get a bigger gap i would imagine i would bet from here on we go tens instead of fives right. we've been going fives i think and right so but you're every year you're you're going to have a 20th reunion right every year you're going to have a 20th reunion and those are the people you need and to be and those are up. the people you need to be hitting up yeah every single year yep i agree it, it blows my mind how bad um places that don't view themselves as businesses like yeah. schools, um, hospitals churches. probably, churches, hospitals maybe not so much. I think the hospitals have very much gotten into the marketing game. Yeah, they have. Um, but it's it's always shocking to me how terrible these places are at marketing themselves. Right. Well, because in, especially in the case of our schools, our school is a Catholic school, and so we see our school first as a ministry, which it is first. Ultimately, it's a ministry. Every and so business I think people are, has some charitable contribution associated with it. Everyone. I mean, sure, but not not in their, the same way. Their books still have to balance. Their P&L still have to work. Right. It's a business. I do not care what, what the right. mission is. It's still a business, regardless of what your I'm mission is. I'm just saying is. the people at the top are not people that think that way. Well. The people at the top of a business are probably the people that created the business and understand... Yeah, but there's so many people... How to make things profitable and all that kind of stuff. There's so many people working under them that there should... Anyway, maybe you can be the guy that's like, hey, I was on this tour. <laughs> oh, I'm going <laughs> to say something for sure. I mean, you work there, and so, you know, you're already bought in in every way, shape, and form. Yeah, and, and I to even... see that whole... I, rec- I told you that I could probably lead this tour, and you're like, you know, really? I was like, well, I probably could lead the tour for all of the classes, like from our class forward. Mm-hmm. Because... Anything before, like, I didn't know what the school was like before, but, you know, it when the class of, you know, 2003 is going to have their 20th next year, I could lead that. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I know what was relevant to y'all back then in 2003. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they would have been sophomores and we were seniors. And I just anyway. think it's planting a seed in every way, shape, and form that you can. What's it going to hurt? They're already there. That's, yeah, I you agree. You know, it's not like you're asking them to... To do something do, extra. Yeah, they're already there. They're already, I mean, and maybe that's the assumption is that they're already there so their kids are going to attend there. I wouldn't care. I wouldn't assume that. Uh-uh. I mean, I told you the other day that we have people in our class who are sending their kids to our rival schools. Right. For, I, I don't even know what reason. I haven't asked them, but 
I would imagine it's, you know, social or their friends are going there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's something that yeah. in terms of education, I think. So there are in, in Mobile, there are three schools that are in terms of education. They are the best three schools, academically speaking, that you can send them to. And in terms of, you know, social status and that kind of they're really pretty much the same thing, too. What's so interesting to me about that is it's like it's kind of I don't know how to articulate it. We live in this mid-sized town, city, mm-hmm. however you want to call it. We're about 250,000. And we have three schools, three private schools that kind of compete with each other and are considered kind of like... A, it's it's like the difference between going to um, a university, like a state college or something like that, and going to like Ivy League where all these yeah. people seek to get in. And yeah. it's not even so much about the education as it is about the connections. Well, I think it's both. Though. It's both. It is both. Like if you're going to a Harvard, you know that once you get in, uh, you're going to be able to eat, once you graduate, you're going to be able to have that connection. It's why people yeah. enter into the Greek life. Yep. I mean, it's fraternities, it's sororities, it's it's all this connection and um, the ability. Anyway, so what I'm getting at is with these three schools and especially children sending your kids to like a grade school, because some our schools are not built this way, but the other two schools that we're talking about are K through 12. Right. They go all the way forward. So if you're sending your middle school kid, you're switching them back over to go to some of these other schools and it's for social reasons. What is the mindset there where you, the mindset has to be probably without articulating it is that your child is going to come back to this city to work for the rest of their life, to live and work for the rest of their lives. Because outside this city, that, that education does not matter. Yeah. yeah. Not at all doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter even if you went to one of the crappier schools. It doesn't matter. Like the level of education well, that you get. It, it does It it does matter if you went to a crappy school because your chances of getting out of the city have just decreased because well, you went true. to a crappy school. Yes, that's true. But in, that's what I'm saying. In, in terms of, of academics, these three schools graduate... 99% of their kids that go there mm-hmm. and probably in the 80 plus percent are college eligible could be accepted to go to college mm-hmm. in all three schools. Mm-hmm. So you're not really gaining a leg up unless academically. Well, unless you're there, there are um, choices made because of also um, like resources and things sure, like that sure, too. Sure, sure. And in sports I, team, like uh, there's, there's a lot of, other factors factors for sure but what i'm but you you know where my headspace is it's like you by making that choice for your child and making some sort of s- switch over and caring about what that says about you socially if it's for right. a social reason yeah. you are ex- you are basically making the expectation that your child is going to stay in this city forever because this is the only place that matters right do you know i get what you're saying yeah so when you come back here, you can say, I went to this school. Yes. And like, oh, well, connection, connection. Or not even I went here, but the, you know all the gr- people you graduated with. Right. I mean, we again, we were at Ruth's Chris last night. And um, the first thing I did, we sat at the bar first. We didn't have a reservation. I didn't even think to get a reservation. It was like 730 when we got there. Um, On a Saturday night. And a Saturday night. And I forget how small Ruth's Chris dining room is. Yeah. It's very small. Eight tables? Nine tables? I don't even know. Don't it's know. very small. Um. And so we sat at the bar waiting for a table and I was looking around and it always just strikes me um, when I'm there, there's a feeling that comes along with it. And it's like this, um, first of all, it's an I don't belong here feeling. Do you feel that way? 
when you go there? Not at all. You, <laughs> you don't care. <laughs> Maybe it's not. Well, here's the thing: because I walk in, and the per- first person I see that works there is a kid that I used to teach, and then I sit at the bar, and there's another kid that I teach used to teach and then as we're sitting there another kid comes by that i used to teach and there's people sitting in there that i recognize their faces but i can't come up with a name yeah and i I think that there's a good mix and we had this conversation but i feel like there's a good mix between kids who are working there um because for whatever reason and kids who are strategically working there because they know it's a social place like Yep. They will be connected. And I was like, my mind was blown by the immediate genius of that, where their parents, possibly like kind of blue collar type people, mm-hmm. have advised their children or got the idea from somewhere for their child to become a hostess or a waiter or a busboy or yep. whatever at Roos Chris, here where we live, and that will put you within like the aura yeah. Of these people bet, that can though, change your life going forward. And honestly, that might be even like the same, if not more important, than going to those schools. I mean, you're yeah. working with those people. You're yeah. having real conversations with them. And I don't well, know. I just I, was very I would impressed. imagine, too, a lot of the kids probably work there because they think they're going to get good tips. Well, there's that. Yeah, of course. So of it's course. like I can go work here or I can go work at, you know, Olive Garden. Yeah. And some people probably won't even tip right. me there. That's a great, yeah, that's a you great point, too. You go to Roots too. Chris, you know they're going to tip, and you know they're probably going to tip well. Yeah. There was just something, like, I don't know why it hit me, but I was like, oh, my gosh, these parents are genius. Yeah. If that is why they were doing this. Because yeah, the I people, don't know. I, could, I can ask them next time I see them, like, yeah. why, do you, why did you choose that yeah. place? I'd be curious, like, if they, if their parents kind of suggested it, if they thought it was the money. Because you go in there, and it is, it is, regular families i say regular families but like people who can eat out with their family like we're talking about like 50 dollars steaks mom and dad and four small children at roos chris on a saturday night and i'm like what planet is this you know it's very odd because an i mean we're not talking about meals if y'all never been to roos chris everything's a la carte there's not a child's menu there's not there's not a Steak with a side. There's not a burger with a side of fries. None of that. You get the fries separate from the steak, from the... Right. You don't lo- even need an entree. You could get a side as yes. your main dish. Right. Like, everything is a la carte. So, you walk out of there, each person is spending at least $100 for an yeah. adult. Easily. Easily. And so, when you have families that are just eating out there on a random Saturday night... Now, they do always ask you when you, they come to the table, they'll say, are you celebrating anything tonight? Because they are right. aware that they're the type of restaurant. But it was obvious that m- not there wasn't one person around me that was celebrating anything. There was the one that had the um, some sort of cake that had a sparkler in it. Oh, that's right. So yeah, maybe he it wasn't was a there. Did you see what happened? He was. They I were guess, behind me. Yeah. You, so you were facing them. I was facing them. You're right. That did happen. But he w- he had gone to the bathroom or used the phone or I don't know what happened. <laughs> but the, the guy cake. brought the cake out with a sparkler on the top <laughs> and. The sparkler went out, and that dude did not go back and get another sparkler. That that man missed his opportunity for his sparkler. Uh, well, I don't know if it was his birthday or what it was, but I don't know either. He missed it. It was hilarious. I thought for sure. I didn't know. I didn't <laughs> know any of that was happening. <laughs> I saw them bring it out because it's hard to miss something like that. But yeah, well, obviously I missed it because I, I mean I for, forgot completely about it because I was thinking nobody's celebrating, but. It was the family sitting there that struck me. It was just the couple out for a dinner. It was, you yeah. know, and they asked us, what are y'all celebrating? And I said, we are celebrating having a gift card. Yeah. Thank you, fine sir. <laughs> That's what we were celebrating, <laughs> gift cards. 
So anyway, um, I just there was when I go into Ruth's Chris or any place like that where you're clearly surrounded by wealth, um, my wheels start spinning. You yeah. know about the whole situation. I don't know why that's where my brain goes, but it is, and it's almost like a social experiment. It's very interesting to me. There's no judgment associated with it. It's just like people watching yeah. and figuring, like cogs working into a system that's just like, huh? This and when man, that thing hit my brain about kid. You know, the kids working like there. a blue collar family, like positioning their kid in a place to where they'd be yeah. rubbing I mean, elbows. I don't, I don't know if that's what it is. I would imagine, like, if I was a kid, I wouldn't have thought of it that way. I would have thought, like, oh, this, you know, every item on the menu here is 50 bucks plus. But if you've never been in there, I had never been in Ruth's No, Chris. but you knew it was a fancy place. You knew that the food was expensive I there. don't even know if I did. I, I did. I don't know if I thought anything about it. But I knew my that you had dad, to dress up to go in there. You did? Mm-hmm. You had been in there as a kid, though, because you I had gone. When I was in high school, um, the bishop of our uh, diocese would always take the football team, the senior football players, out to Ruth's Chris for a steak dinner. Holy mackerel. And it, I think it was kind of this... Um, so a little bit about our school. Our school uh, is, I would say, mostly middle class, upper middle class, but we have a, probably a quarter or more that are less than middle class. Mm-hmm. They're just... We have a very diverse group of kids at our school. Mm-hmm. And so I think the bishop recognizes that and was like, this is an opportunity for these guys that will probably never, ever step foot in a place like this unless they were working there to like sit down and eat a nice steak dinner. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like a team thing. He was, he loved football. And so, yeah. you know, he, he, our stadium is now named after him. So mm-hmm. uh, he would take a, the senior football players out for a steak dinner. That's the only time, that's like the first time I'd ever set place foot in that place to eat. And I don't even think it's necessarily even a middle, upper class, or lower class type situation either. Because I know that um, even at any income level, most people don't eat like that anymore with table settings. Because they they set the table for you. There's, you know, um, cloth on the table. Right. There's uh, silverware. Several forks. Several forks. Right. It's layers. You've got all the different glasses. You've got a, you know, a water glass and a a wine glass. And uh, you've got a candelabra you've got a candle and a silver right uh candlestick yeah, sitting very there. formal very formal and so i don't think many of us do it that way and know what all those things are for and so just experiencing that is really unique and different so uh, that's kind of cool that he was that he did that for whatever reason he did it um it is a very cool experience um anyway i remember them telling us like hey the bishop's taking y'all out for dinner on this night you have to wear xyz yeah Right. You, they're not going to let you in. Yeah. And that was in high school for you. I right. never would have known something like that. My yeah. parents never. But they wouldn't have thought to for me to work there either. But they didn't care about social stuff so much. I think the reason I went to that high school is because my dad went there. Well, I think that was and it. And it's a Catholic school and you're Catholic and there was probably some of that. Yeah. But I don't think there was any social thing associated with it so much. So it's it's interesting, maybe slightly confusing when you hear of people switching schools and it's like your school is just fine. like was there an issue was there like right. a, you think yeah, that like your kid getting bullied you yeah. had a bad teacher experience yeah like what happened right um does this other school offer some sort of program that ours yeah don't? yeah i mean and of course 
if it were me, as a marketing person, as the school that you're leaving, I sure as heck would want to know, and I would want to yeah. dig for those answers. And I don't know how much people are digging for those, or really how open and honest people are about why they're leaving, or if they can even articulate it for themselves because they may not be able to. They must. You don't. I mean, now that they're we have kids, we have kids in a school that when we moved out here, we knew it was now going to be a 15 to 20 minute commute to school. Mm-hmm. We didn't move our kids. It's like it's not that we didn't move them. I didn't feel the need to move them because I didn't want to sever the relationships that they had already built at right. a school. So what I'm saying is that's a, it's it's not a little thing to switch your kid to a different school. It's not yeah. like oh I flipped a coin today and it told me to well the reason flip, I say I'm, you know change my kid's school. Well, people are not going to admit that they're moving for social reasons. Uh, they would they would have a way to say it without saying it. I think I think that those are the ways that I feel like people could not admit that to themselves. But maybe they could. I don't know. I think they would say something like, "Well, you know, they had a lot of friends that were going there." <gasps> That's I hear. I hear yeah. that one. I hear that one a lot. That's you an know, interesting like we have way. we have a um, we have a kid that has an older sibling that went to McGill, and then we find out that their younger sibling is not going to go to our school. Like, oh, what happened to your brother? He, I heard he's going to whatever school now. Yeah, all his friends are are going to go there next year, and so. Like really, <laughs> that's a ooh. I like that. So that's a saying it without saying it. Yeah. When when if it was a teacher thing, they would be like, oh yeah, the teacher they had in fourth grade, she's terrible, and we had to get out of there, kind of thing. Yeah. Or you know that school's really going down, or yeah. Well, they have this program. My my, my little brother has autism, and so he had to go to this other school because they have resources for. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think that's that smart. that there's a way for them to say like if it's something obvious like they'll say it they'll say it and if it's something that can't really well because it's a cooler school or you know like <laughs> it, it, you'd have to say they would say something yeah I agree no I would, agree I just couldn't think of what it would be but you articulated it perfectly he has a lot of friends that are going there right or you know we've just heard a lot of great things about it <laughs> really you've heard that. Mr. So-and-so goes there and he's got lots of money. <laughs> that's what you've heard. We want to make sure our kids rub elbows with the right people. And that's... we. I mean, we really are. Parents are always trying to do the best by their kids. Right. In most cases, you know? So, you can't... I mean, whatever. It's just not our... I feel I feel like your your parents and my parents raised us similarly or felt similarly about social stuff as you and I do. Yeah. Which is... We know it's helpful. We do. I mean, as they say, the old saying goes, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but also at the same time, the the slavery to it is makes me sad. Yeah. Like that's the main thing that's leading your decisions is, mm-hmm. is who you know. I need to be in the who. Yeah. In the who group. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's only, especially because you don't know how that's really going to play itself out. In really in any of this, even if if you chose school A over school B because of its academics, is it really going to work out for your kid because of that? I mean, maybe, maybe not. It's high school, everybody. It is high school. Right. I mean. So. Look, I guess when you're paying as much as people are paying for private schools here, you want to make sure you're maximizing whatever that is. It's not just the education. It needs to be like. It has to check a a lot of boxes. A lot of boxes. Not just a box. Yes. And I, the, and you know, I wonder if that's something that they're forgetting is that, pe- you know, tuition keeps going up and yeah. up and up. And they, I think 
to at least it feels like it's everyone's catering to the people who can pay that amount Mm -hmm. instead of saying what are we doing to make sure that we are worth what we are asking these people to pay like and if we're not we need to lower our price. They're never going to lower our price. Well, it's never going to lower. So th- that's another thing that. By I, the way, you're not getting pay raises associated with the increase. Yeah, price of. Yeah. No. Um, I have thought about that. How uh, I don't know what the tuition rates were when we were students because I didn't pay attention, but I definitely had a recollection. It's less that than half than what it is now. I remember that it was significantly cheaper than the other private, other two private schools. Yes. Like, we were the discount school. Yeah. Um. Whereas now, I don't know that we're the discount school. Well, I think and there, that we're, there's nothing you don't always want. You don't want to be the cheapest. No, you don't. I'm not saying that we should be bargain brand, but at the same time, when your tuition rates are about the same, it makes it a lot easier for people to flip a coin and mm-hmm. pick a different school. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you are thousands, a couple, two, three thousand dollars cheaper, well, now now you're looking a, a lot like a lot better option. You created more competition for yourself by upping the price, basically. Yes. You have to compete. Right. Because you're not competing on price. you got to compete on everything else. Yeah. So you better so, up your game. If you're going to compete on everything else, then you better up your game. Right. And you better be advertising to the people who are walking through your doors at their 20th reunion. I mean, I just mind-blowing. Right. Absolutely mind-blowing. Yeah. I agree. I agree on, on all those things. Anyway, that's a conversation for me to have with. <laughs> and Stay I, tuned. I know I know all the ladies in that office really well. Like, I've worked with them on a lot of different projects i think that they would listen to the things oh, yeah. i have to say yeah with with an open ear yeah especially like when i walked it's just in an easy change to make too when i walked in she's like oh i don't know you were in this in the class of 2001 yeah yep here i am let's see, <laughs> let's see what you got <laughs> no <tell> pressure <laughs> she's gonna love that you're critiquing your tour afterward because that's exa- exactly what's happening yeah you got to experience it well, i don't even know how she got chosen to do that maybe they may switch out yeah, they might. I mean, I think there's four ladies that work in that office. Maybe they take How turns. many of them are alum? I think all of them. Okay. Then they probably switch out, I would imagine. Because it's a Saturday. Yeah. Like, she had to open the doors for the caterers and all the people to get in. Well, like you said, you know, every summer there's the the class that's doing the fifth year, the tenth year, the fifteenth, the twenty, the yeah. thirty, the forty, the fifty, the sixty. Yeah, there's a lot of reunions that so, happen every year, for sure. And they're, they don't do them all on the same weekend. In fact, I remember her saying... No, last week, this group... They had the class of 2002 last week. Was which, oh, They were right. actually They're celebrating the their 20th, 20th reunion. Right. Yeah. But we, we, during the summers when our maintenance, like, they completely clean the school, re-wax the floors, all this kind of stuff. And so certain hallways are closed as they do that. Mm-hmm. And so last reunions. week, they missed the nice new building that they built because they were redoing the floors. The science building? The Agora. They missed the Agora? Yeah. Well, where they have their reception? Oh, they went to... They probably went straight into the dining hall. Mm-hmm. If they even did it in there, they may not have done it in there. Interesting. Well, they were still working on the fountain. Yeah. They have a fountain now. That yeah. was. I mean, that was the biggest thing is... <laughs> that school was very different when we were there as far as the obvious wealth that was yeah. being displayed. Yes. Now. Versus then. And I don't know if it's because it wasn't there. They weren't as... Because they were a lot lot bigger, like you said, on advancement, which is donations and things like that. It right. felt, it feels now like there's a lot more of that happening than there used to be. Mm-hmm. But maybe there was back then and they weren't doing the same things with it. I don't know. But certainly um, 2000, whenever they built that science building in the, the new atrium area, 
that's been, I mean, the school had been there for, Tulin had been there for 100 years, 100, I don't even know how many years. Tulin was built in 28, so it's coming oh, okay. up on 100. Okay, it's coming up on 100. So when we were there, it was. But McGill was built in like 1868 or something like that. I mean, yeah. it's super old. It's hard to believe that that school, the Tulin building, which was the order of the two buildings, um, was that was built in the 20s. And when we went there, that means it was only like 75 years old. It just it's felt like an ancient. Building. I know, but it just felt like an ancient, ancient building. building then. You know, it felt like, yeah. you know. But everything in that area was built in the twenties. Anyway, sorry to bore you guys with our personal high school experiences, but <laughs> but um, we had a good time. It was nice to see everybody. Um, the social the social watching at um, Bruce Chris was yeah unique. Great. It's it's not something I want to do every weekend. I don't want to go eat over there all the time, but you know, once every few years, I get to go in there and kind of see how it hasn't changed. Same decor and, yeah, in there. It's the same. Yeah. So our kids asked um, this morning, they're like, I told them that that's where we went last night. Mm -hmm. Like, so what's the deal with that place? (laughs) And I was like trying to describe it. And then Addie said, so like an old grandmother's house. I was like, yeah, Yeah. that's, that's a, someone who like has heavy, it's all, it's dark in there for one. I refer to it as fake luxury. Like it's like a faux luxury. Like if you were going to, well, what I Go was over the top to be luxurious Scrooge McDuck style. <laughs> like that's there's like that's what it would look like. The, there's the walls are um, and I suppose this is some sort of like soundproofing technique, but the walls are fabric and they're yeah. puffy. Puffy, yeah. Like they have some sort of sound, uh, like batting. You know what batting is? It's like what you stuff into a blanket. Yeah. It's like there's batting in the walls. Anybody who hasn't been to Ruth Chris is very confused by this, but like <laughs> the fabric that's on the walls is like maroon and gold and dark. It's like a hunting, like a like a old like nineteen nineties Ralph Lauren catalog with like, um, like drapes and um, tassels, tassels and uh, tapestries and I yeah. mean I don't know how to. It just is dark. Everything's right. dark. Mahog like dark colored stained wood. What's very confusing to me in all of it is that they still have drop ceilings. Did you notice that? Well, so I do think in in restaurants that's kind of a like a necessary thing for ventilation purposes. It must be because it is so ugly. Why would you do that? Or at least it's they were white too. Paint those bad boys black. I know it's already dark yeah. in there, but make those things disappear. It is ugly as yeah. all get out. Anyway, I just think the aesthetics of that place it's it's very old and very like. <sighs> Stuffy, yeah, but stuffy and like a. It's interesting that no one has thought to change that place. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know if you can envision what this place is like, and if I don't know if that's like the Ruth Chris aesthetic. I don't know if that's how all, they all are. This is the only one I've ever been in. The I've one been to in one other one. Um, they had one in Biloxi in one of the casinos, and we went in there during one of our coaches. That's probably different things. though because it's a casino. It right? was in like the Hard Rock. Yeah. It was like Ruth's Chris in Hard Rock or something. Yeah. And so there was a lot of art, like uh, records and... Yeah. It was different. Jimi Hendrix on the wall kind of thing. Yeah. And I, don't, I assume that they're all individually owned. I have um, no idea. It's a chain, but they're all individually owned. So anyway, it's just, there's nothing about it that's like aesthetically pleasing. And to me, it's a stake, a stake, a stake. Like I don't 
get I don't care about food that much. Right. But like, man, just I mean, I had a gift card, so we're gonna use it obviously, but just the the like there's something about just being there and watching the people and experiencing it that is I'm unable to describe. Well, I don't know if you noticed this, but everybody was watching everybody. Mm-mm. Like when I when you looked around, I always felt like people were looking around too. Really? Yeah. I think that just might be people when they're eating. They're not having a solid conversation. They're looking around. Although there is a rule in that dining room that you can't have a cell phone out. And I know I made a comment to you oh, that maybe it's, that's why they're looking around. That it's a dual, a dual um, purpose. I would assume one is a, in a proper dining situation. You're not to have your your cell phone out right. anyway. Like it's rude right. to have your tape. So it's almost like forced um, manners. Yeah. Yes, and politeness. Uh, but I think the other reason is that there might be a bit of a worry where it's, it should feel like a safe place for people that are of a certain level to be able to eat their dinner. And you don't feel like there's people filming you or pulling out their phone to catch pictures of somebody. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's kind of the double. Again, I'm just like really digging in deep on this whole like social Analysis, because again, it might, I mean, it could just all be made up, but I think it's all just like such interesting thoughts because it's just how it feels. Yeah. It's how there's it feels a, to me. A feel. There's a feel to it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Anyway. All right, you guys. Definitely. So I, I did want to comment. Did you hear my dad today when he was here? He said <laughs> he's started listening to the podcast mm-hmm. and um, he, I think he only listened to one or two, three episodes, something like that. And he, he said, um, well, you started talking about such and such, but then you went over into about 15 other topics. I mean, you just can't keep on one thing. I was like, yeah, dad, welcome to my brain. Like, that's just how we, Yeah. There, there is no subject matter here. Somehow you're able to wrangle it into one thing whenever you title the episode, but generally there's no, we just talk about lots of other things. Yeah. So, well, I mean, it's almost to the point where we could just like number, the name of the episode <laughs> is episode 89. <laughs> This one could solid be, well, we talked about Ruth Chris and a reunion. So I don't know. You guys are here. We appreciate you being here um, and listening to all of our, uh, what do do we call it? Commentary? Word, word vomit. (laughs) That's that's another way to say it. (laughs) Scattered brain thoughts that come out of our mouths. So we appreciate you being here. Until next time. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.